I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, this is Josh and the homebrew hombres, Liam Malone, Max Wessel, and Doug Banks. Hey! We make RPG from scratch. It's a podcast about making and playing your own tabletop role-playing games. So come listen to us work on the Scratch Dice system, an alternative to D&D and Pathfinder, and listen to our first campaign, Echoes of the Star Crypt. At nerdyshow.com and on your favorite podcast app. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 152. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John Starr, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Oh, hello. And on the other side of the microphone, we have our king baby duck, Evan. Couldn't eat you while my bastards and wenches. Elite Ford, Derek. Oh, hey, how's it going? And their best friend, Kim. That's me. I'm Kim. Hello. <laughs> hello. So, uh, they went to AAC this weekend, and they had just gotten back. Uh, we did not go, so we're going to be hearing a little bit later on about their adventures there and how different this year was due to some circumstances that made it go to a smaller venue. But we're going to hear about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, we have some news stories to talk about. Let's ring that news bell. Thank you. News. News. No whistle coon again. Yeah. Sorry. I keep forgetting to bring him. He's gone. He's dead. That's too bad. <laughs> I uh, heard he died. Yeah. That's canon now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a canon rumor. Never blown again. <laughs> canon rumor. All right. Uh, what do we have on the well, list? Well, why don't we talk about Detective Pikachu? <laughs> okay. Why? Uh, did you see the trailer? For yeah, your... Danny DeVito wasn't in it. Yeah. Yeah, how disappointing. <laughs> they got some scrub named Ryan Reynolds to play Pikachu. Do you know why they got him? Because he played Deadpool. Have you heard of Deadpool? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what Deadpool is? I got that joke. <laughs> Although, if Danny DeVito was in it, I'd really hope they put him in a Snorlax scene. <laughs> I don't think he would be a good Snorlax scene. No, Danny DeVito has to be Detective Pikachu. That was like the whole canon of Wicked Anime. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that beforehand, though? Like, did somebody else come up with... With Danny DeVito's Detective Pikachu? Yeah, I, somebody did. I forgot. Some, it was, and then, like, Danny DeVito was like, what the fuck's a Pikachu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in the Wicked Anime lore, many, many episodes ago, in oh, multiple no. episodes, we discussed Danny DeVito being Detective Pikachu when we heard that there was going to be an English voice actor for Detective Pikachu. So, so is 
Is this movie the live action uh, Pokemon movie that we've been looking for forever? I honestly thought it was a joke when I saw the trailer. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, how do you make a live action Pokemon movie with a Pikachu speed? I mean, like, I saw the trailer and I get it, but I mean. Well, and it's almost as if it's not the same Pokemon universe as that Pokemon takes place in. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah al- almost as if it's. Because the the Pokemon universe is very clearly not the universe that we live in, uh, but it seems like this movie is taking place in a very urban, regular lifestyle. City it's a scape. it's a fever dream of somebody who really likes to play Pokemon Go. It's like basically. it's it's like the author of Fifty Shades of Grey wanted to make a Pokemon movie, but instead of turning it into a from a Twilight fic into a regular, he just novel. asked the guy from Ready Player One how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, hey, how do I make a really bad retarded movie? Oh, here you go. Shots fired. Wow. <laughs> Because uh, I think we have very different opinions about this, because I think it looks great. Oh, well, I, I don't have an opinion about the Pokemon movie. I was just making a joke about Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Detective P, I mean, it, it has, like, a fun concept to it, uh, but it's it seems like when they should be going for a movie that is aimed at our audience it almost seems like they're making a movie for babies unless i i don't know unless I, i'm reading the trailer wrong until they got to the mr mime telling him to shove it part i'm with you once <laughs> well, about that joke i'm like okay there's yeah. hope that there's a little bit of adult humor in here yeah well yeah. Hmm. to me it actually seems like a pokemon fan fiction yeah i'm okay with that as most hollywood adaptions are <laughs> are just they find somebody's fan fiction online rip it off and then they're like we're gonna make a movie about this i will say that i i think a, the pokemon in this movie look really good especially the charizard mm. because that is a badass charizard that you see that it looks like detective pikachu is gonna have a fight with him i just think that the the pokemon in this movie look very clearly fake like, I, I almost feel like the Happy Time murders, the puppets in that movie, are, like, more believable as real creatures than the Pokemon in this film. It's huh. just, like... I suppose. They did brighten him a lot. I'll admit that. Like, <laughs> yeah. In the dark room when you first get introduced to Pikachu, he's very bright yes. Yes. somehow. Yeah. Well, he is an electric type. Now, <laughs> now, here's the question that I have to raise about about Detective Pikachu in particular as well. Every every video game adaption movie we've ever gotten has been so wrong that it's bad. But are we teetering onto this point that they're just taking so many elements of Pokemon and just twisting them so hard this time that we just kind of have to accept it? You know, that, it, that it's acceptable and okay that they're taking this in. And they're not. it's not even necessarily a very wrong manner. It's just kind of like... Yeah, but why can he understand Pikachu speaking English? Well, not only that, but did we ask for this? Why are we getting this? True. Maybe J- Maybe uh, Justice Smith asked for it. Mm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have never heard of him before this. So. No, me neither. Oh, yeah, no. I, I know. Oh, no way. Same. <laughs> the only person besides Ryan Reynolds that I recognize is uh, Ken Watanabe. He's in it? Yeah, he's the police... He's the one who's like, mm. your dad was a good man. He, I knew you wanted to be a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That was him. I, I did not even realize that. <laughs> That's funny. 
Yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to take this movie at, at all. It's, well, I tell you what. I, I'm just going to go out and say I'm, I'm not going to go see it. I don't care. Like, really? really? Yeah, I just don't care. Like, and it, it like there wasn't anything in, in it that really... I'm not going to... I'm not saying like, oh, that means it's going to be a bad movie. I yeah. just... There wasn't anything it's, in the trailer that was like... That's worth I sh- my time to yeah, go like, see. Like, I kind of watched the trailer and I was just like, oh, I've seen it. Mm. Like, that... I, I didn't I didn't want to see anything past the trailer because all the movie is going to be is look at all these Pokemon we put into this movie in this real life CGI mixed up like world. It's gonna be like Roger Rabbit but with Pokemon. That's you know, not I, a bad thing though. No, no, that I isn't like a bad Roger thing. Hmm. No, but I, I love Roger Rabbit. Oh my gosh, like <laughs> Roger Rabbit's a, a, a masterpiece as far as movies go. And no, but, we totally agree on that. Jessica Rabbit. But uh, um. <laughs> Was that when you found you were a lesbian? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that or Aladdin, I don't know. But um, but you know, there's there wasn't as far as like the trailer went, there wasn't. It almost looked like it was made to be a trailer, and then there's no real movie coming out. Yeah, for what was it. that YouTube video that that YouTube group long ago that made live action like horror versions of things, and mm-hmm. they made that one that made Pokemon like underground cockfights. Yeah, and, that one was twisted. But, oh yeah, but like also on the channel they did like a horror Dig Dug movie mm. and stuff like that. <laughs> like it, they did they did stuff like that all the time. But the Pokemon one stood out as being like super realistic. Mm. And like I remember at the beginning of the trailer, like like Ash's Pikachu dying, you know, in in one of the cage fights because like everything was real and the Pokemon are all beat up from all the fights that they've been in and they're like permanently scarred. Kind of reminds me of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the CG the was almost Pokemon. on the same level too. So, I don't remember what that video was called, but, man, it's a throwback. It was years ago. I was in college. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Poka, Poka cockfights. Pokokin tournament. Pokokin tournament. <laughs> Ew, I don't want to... Don't be in the front row there. <laughs> you basically take the B and flip it upside down, and then it's Pokokin. <laughs> Actually, it'd be a Q. You know, well, you know what I mean. Ew. Um, <laughs> what do we have next? This is nothing. <laughs> it's going downhill. Yeah. Um, even, like, so that's about, dissolved into nothing. <laughs> we didn't even talk about like, the fact that casting Ryan Reynolds was a thing. Yeah, either. I, I just don't care. <laughs> he played well, Deadpool. You know, he'll probably have to uh, like reference this in Deadpool three. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another movie I won't go see. <laughs> Deadpool will have like 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 one of those like, car chargers and just go pika pika. Well, especially because um they they announced or uh, because of the Fox Disney merger, Disney announced that they're re-releasing Deadpool as a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, Once Upon a Deadpool, they're gonna like Princess Bride it. What? What? Really? Yeah, um, um, what's his name? Fred Savage is like being told the story of Deadpool too, but as like a family friendly movie. Yeah, they're 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 because Disney and and Fox are partnering up, they're re-releasing Deadpool in theaters as a PG-13 cut. Oh, okay, but are they fun. still going to release the R-rated cut or is the R-rated Oh, cut yeah, it's already out. out. Well, it's the, out on Blu-ray. Well, I know it is, but I mean, are the prints going to go away? Is it going to go into the Disney Vault? <laughs> no, that. no, they can't. Oh god, I hope not. <laughs> it would be Disney rejected. Disney Vault's like one of the worst things like on the planet because it comes out and then a year later it just disappears and you never see it again. <laughs> Pretty sure you can find 
I mean, I mean, like I found pretty much every every Disney movie there is out there. When Christine and I got married, we like one of the first things that we did was we went out and we bought every single Disney movie in the in the Silver Age. So, so that's it for we, that. We so that, that's it. <laughs> oh, so let's uh, talk about so speaking of uh, Marvel. Can we before we go on to anime stuff? Can we highlight the fact that Stan Lee passed away? Yeah, <sighs> Stan Lee. Just uh, one final Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, I don't know if you guys saw the amazing video of Stan Lee, uh, but they, it was like one of his last interviews that he ever did. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And the interviewers started recording before they started interviewing him. Mm-hmm. And unprompted, he just started talking about how much he loves his fans. Mm-hmm. It's one of the saddest videos I've ever seen because he's just this old man, like, crouched down and kind of, like, crippled in his in his armchair. And he's just like, some days, like, I don't know why, like, what it all means and what the, the purpose is. But then I'll get, a, like, a letter from a fan or or a... Like just, I just start thinking about something that somebody nice did to me, and I love them. I love them all. Like, and and mm. it, like you watch that, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this man was an American treasure. <laughs> like he really yeah. is. Stan Lee was serious. As much as like I like I didn't care about Marvel. I don't care about Marvel. I don't care about DC. I don't care about any of that stuff. But Stan Lee is an icon. Mm. Like he like he's an yeah. American legend. And he always will be. And I like I love Stanley, and I'm so like right. into his like what he did for everybody. You know? It's basically like I, I know it was like almost almost 30 years ago when it happened when Japan lost Osamu Tezuka because he like created 700 different like uh, manga series. So us losing Stan Lee is like when Japan lost Tezuka, the creator of Astro Boy and Princess Knight mm. and Kim of the White Lion, like the most iconic shows and manga ever. And we just lost our equivalent to Osama Tezuka over here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, and yeah, it, it's a super sad thing, but it was also something that like many fans, it was one of those things was like, is today going to be the day? Like, is today going to be the day that Stan Lee dies? Because he's, like, super old. Yeah, he... You know? Yeah, he was... He was really... Like, he, I can't believe he was still doing those... Those, uh... The cons. The cons conventions. You know? Holy cow. Like, he was... Yeah. He loves his fans. He loves his fans. He, yeah. he, he explicitly told us that he truly un... In the same way that Wicked Anime would not exist if, if the fans didn't exist and... How much we appreciate our fans. That's what that's what he has. Well, sure. Like even after ninety plus years of doing this type of stuff, like he was that his fans were still the most important thing to him. Yeah, he was ninety five, right? Yeah, I think so. Ninety five. I mean, that's that's pretty Ooh, that's old for that's pretty old for any human on the earth nowadays. Like, yeah. Yeah, too long for me. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to CGI his cameos. In the well, movie. this is what I've been reading about, is that they actually filmed a bunch of cameos specifically for Guardians of the Galaxy, for that franchise, because he is considered the universe watcher. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was kind of the thing about that in the second part of Guardians of the Galaxy, was that it, that movie revealed that Stanley was a watcher. For, like, every single one of his cameos ever, like, even going all the way back to the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey 
Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Maguire. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and so that's like what that was supposed to mean. So he's the reason why you see him and everything is because he's a watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like a, an interdimensional being. It's pretty cool. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, I I think that it was it was time to end like time to bookend that part of our generation, our lives. Like Stan Lee needed to stop going to conventions yeah. and <laughs> yeah and i'm pretty sure that we knew that death was the only thing that was going to stop him and i mean his wife had already passed away and uh he was tired uh, christine went to a went to rhode island comic-con one year and got his autograph and his handler needed to help him sign his own name on a piece of paper so it was like man let the guy just be retired yeah but I don't know. If we know anything about Marvel, come 2020, we'll see Stanley at another convention. <laughs> They'll figure out a way to bring him back. As a hologram, Everyone like they from Marvel Tupac. comes back. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like the Tupac hologram. Just <laughs> come out on stage, but Stanley, and it'll be like his. And he'll be like Excelsior, and he'll be walking and being like super powerful Stanley. Oh, like no, Wiz- Wizard of Oz style. I want the giant floating Stanley head on the stage. <laughs> well, it would Greetings, be like. Greetings, true believers. Yeah, true believers. <laughs> you are in the grace of the great and powerful Stanley Excelsior. Well, see, he, uh, <laughs> he it, w- it would be just like when he had Who Wants to Be a Superhero, and he'll be like that big tv screen guy oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah i remember that yeah that show was awesome. remember remember that reality tv show that totally wasn't reality in any way shape oh, or yeah. form nope. <laughs> it acted from beginning to end but it was good oh it was so it good. was so fun <laughs> excelsior yeah all right so i totally derailed that conversation with that piece of news but what do we have next all right we've got some good news here first and foremost uh one of Andrew's favorite series is coming back with Black Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, restarting the series in spring of 2019. Uh, so this is exciting for me because we got one more volume out of Black Lagoon back in 2012 or two, 2013. One of yeah. those. And it was amazing. Uh, Ray Hiroe is one of my favorite artists of all time. I'm, and I'm not talking about like my favorite Japanese artists or my favorite anime artists or my favorite manga artists. He's one of my favorite artists of all time because he's one of the best when it comes to drawing characters and giving them personality in comic books and being super anatomically correct and having a vast knowledge of vehicles and guns. He is amazing. Mm-hmm. Such... some of his doujins, right? Uh, I do not have any of his doujins, no. Um, but he is a very, very prominent figure in the doujin community. In fact, if you go to the back of Black Lagoon, that's what it says. Comic book artist and doujin artist, Rei Hiroe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and he's, he's very well known for having drawn hentai beforehand and whatever. But to me, it doesn't matter. I just think he's just so freaking fantastic that he's so good at what he does that I, I almost aspire to be able to draw the way he draws his comic books because it's so lively and so filled with action. It's just unbelievably amazing. So, so I need to explain to Kim quickly. A doujin is kind of like a fan comic. She's like Googling it right now. <laughs> safe search on. Yeah. yeah. Not no, all, safe search off. Yeah, not not all dirt not all doujins are porn, but most doujins are porn. <laughs> what is doujinchi? It, it means fan comic. Fan comic. Oh, okay. 
So, good news from that. Um, some big news. Uh, news that I think a lot of people have been hoping would actually come true has actually come true. And that is there's going to be a brand new rebooted anime series of Fruits Basket. I never saw now, it. Yeah. <laughs> I seen the original back in the day. It's very good, but that was like one of the first anime that got really popular that Funimation themselves had said, if we could, we would help to make another season of this. Yeah, there is literally no high school girl ever who has ever existed in high school, liked anime, and not seen Fruits Basket. Yep. Like, every every girl, Fruits Basket, almost every girl, every uh, their, their first anime or manga was Fruits Basket. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Oh, but most of the girls that were in my anime club, that was their gateway to anime, Fruits Basket. Yeah, uh, Victoria is a huge Fruit Basket fan. And one of my other friends was just like, I have all the Fruits Basket manga at home. And it's just like, oh, all right. Interesting. Sample size two, therefore all girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's a few that left it. Because the, the group that got me into anime is basically a big group of girls. So, And I'm pretty sure every single one of them has talked to me about Fruits Basket, but I have never seen it. I mean, it's one of um, it was one of the brighter spots in Studio Dean's uh, time. It is not my demographic. I am definitely not a part of the demographic of whatever the hell. Right, because I, I know you're not a big <laughs> shoujo person. <laughs> no, not at all. All right. Well, um, Derek, I think you've got some news. All right, which one are you pitching there? Because I think I gave you two. Yes, you gave me two. So let's first do the um, your expertise. Okay, so. Are we going Dragon Ball here? Yes, that's your expertise. I <laughs> oh, God, here we go. I have several expertises, <laughs> but unfortunately, there's no new season of Horse Girls. So. <laughs> Not yet. The season's been doing... Per- the seasons have been selling well in Japan, so... Hooves crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so I did mention in the last episode, I believe, that the... There is going to be a new Dragon Ball Super manga, and that it is going to pick up where it left off with the end of the Tournament of Power, and it's going to like start with what the Broly movies considering or containing. Uh, but there have been some new promotions out for the new manga chapter, and it's going to be called the Galactic Patrol Prison Arc. So, first. I guess my uh, first impression would be, okay, Galactic Patrol. That means, all right, we're getting Jocko. Second is, there is... So the Dragon Ball Heroes series is kind of like the standalone, non-canon series that's going on in Japan right now. But they're in the Prison Planet arc. So there are some fans who are kind of upset, being like, wait, are you bringing Dragon Ball Heroes into this now? Hold on, how many things are you making canon at once? What's going on? So we're not sure what's going on with that whole prison aspect of it. But apparently the story is going to be starting with the Galactic Patrol coming down to Earth to kidnap Boo to try to get Dai Kaioshin extracted out of him. Which, if there's any people who know their Dragon Ball lore, I know you two are really up on it. (laughs) But the reason why Boo looks as big and jolly as he does is because originally he had eaten the... Santa. The (laughs) the Grand Kai of Universe 7. So everyone knows King Kai. He's the Kai of the North. And there's another Kai of the South, another Kai of the East, another Kai of the West. And there's supposed to be a Grand Kai over them. Except Boo kind of ate him. 
Oh, wait, no, no. He, uh, Dai Kaioshin's the one above the Supreme Kai. That's yes. right. Okay, so it's supposed to be Supreme Kai's boss, but uh, he, he never got a new boss. <laughs> but, so Boo ate this really jolly Dai Kaioshin and then became Big Jolly Mr. Boo that we all know. So apparently, this is going. the story is going to be revolving around there's some sort of huge power breaking out of Galactic Patrol's prison, and they need Dai Kaioshin to defeat him. So whether this means the prisoner is Broly, and that sets up how Broly becomes canon, we don't know. But there's some very interesting ideas and images they're all throwing out here, so I have no idea where this is going to go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your DBZ for the day. <laughs> oh, we'll see. I might throw in a thing or two more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, let me just get it out of the way then. Um, if you guys are looking for... If, since you're not up on a Detective Pikachu or is hyped about that, uh, the first impressions of the Dragon Ball Super movie are that it looks beautiful. They're taking out a lot of the computerized look to it, and it looks a lot more hand-drawn, a lot more action-focused. They're getting back to their roots, and apparently it looks beautiful. Wow. So that will be coming to theaters in the U.S. this spring. Yeah. I cannot wait to see that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this next piece of news is something that I'm personally excited about because for the last few months there's been a manga series that's been released here in America called Dr. Stone. And it's from uh, uh, Ririchiro Inagaki who created Ice Shield 21, the football uh, manga series that became a really popular anime. And they just announced that Dr. Stone is getting an anime adaptation this summer. And I am incredibly excited about this because I, I, I got sent the first two volumes. You can read my reviews of these two volumes on the Boston Bash Brigade site. This is one of the most amazing series I've read in years. It, it focuses on like this, like one day, like all of Earth like gets frozen in stone. And, like, a million years goes by, and, like, two students escape from their stone prison, and they try to restart civilization again. One has, like, the brawn and the strength, and the other is, like, this super incredibly smart guy. And it is... There... There's so much intelligence in this in this series. There's so much action in it. You you're playing with both brain and bronze in this series in ways that I've never seen in any other manga do. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to be able to accomplish in animated form. Hmm. Yeah. So you you're actually like you're all about this this Doctor Stone. Yeah. Uh, the, and, I've, and, I've, I've I um I gave the um hopefully by the time this episode airs you'll read my the second volume review both five stars for the first two volumes. The artwork is like some of the best artwork I've seen in years. So detailed and just just so much personality in these characters. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, yeah, that sounds like we'll have to take a look for it when it comes out because i've i've never i had never heard of it until you started freaking out about it so yeah that's like what i'm so stoked about that's that probably be the anime that i'm going to be looking forward to in 2019 yeah cool awesome and uh, derek you have one more piece of news i do yeah you know what it's about right he's searching for it (laughs) uh yeah 
Well, we already talked about Dragon Ball Z, and we oh, already we established that there's no horse girls anymore, so... Sorry, I, I figured that was going to be your story, because you mentioned the article earlier, but it has been confirmed that there is going to be another new episode of Cells at Work. And it's going to be a Christmas episode! Huh. How, how it airs you, right on Christmas! How do you make a Christmas episode of, of you know, you know a how? show that takes gonna, place in the body? <laughs> they're going to have all their winter gear on, because they're fighting the common cold. Uh. Wait, they didn't already do that? No, because they actually skipped the common cold because it was a uh, cedar allergy. Well, I know Instead, that there was cedar. It was influenza. Could have, I could have sworn that common cold was an episode. No, common cold was not an episode. There was influenza, and there was allergies. Yeah, that's that's weird to me. I don't, I don't know. That's well, that's cool. Uh, so, is this coming out as just like an OVA? Uh, is it going to be just a regular 20, 22 minute episode? I think so, and fingers crossed that they're going to be showing it on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Well, well I, it's going to air on TV, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I don't see why it wouldn't. Oh, I, and, I think, and when's that coming out? When When's that coming out? On, well, it's going to be December 26th over in Japan, but it will be the 25th here in America if it's, you know, simul-dub, or simul, you know, simul-subbed. Right. So, oh, interesting. it'll be out on Christmas. Well, that's kind of cool. Great, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, still one of the it's still one of the best shows that came out this year. So I, I mean, why not? I actually looked at my Crunchyroll queue the other day, and I realized that I never watched the last episode of Cells at Work. You got it. It's really good. Yeah, I'm sure. And I think that's all the news I've gotten on my end. What about you? Uh, us? Yeah, no, we're, we're good. Yeah. My news is that I haven't been watching anime for about three weeks. Well, that actually goes right into, uh, segues perfectly into our next section, which is what we're watching. And mm. apparently your answer is nothing. Well, I've been reading manga, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I've at least been reading manga, but I have not been watching anything. Yeah. The new, the new volume of, uh, Goblin Slayer got released, so I've been reading Goblin Slayer. And then, uh, the new volume of Dragon Maid came out, so I've been reading Dragon Maid. Yeah. So, did you read all of Dragon Maid? I did not. I've only read about half. Oh, man, wait, wait till you get to the ending. I will. Um, so let's take a step back for Goblin Slayer for a second. Okay. Because the anime episodes have not been what the manga is. Really? Yeah. I, I actually saw that. I saw a screenshot of a character that I've never seen before. Yeah, after episode four. So episode four is accurate all the way up until a part, and it's like a, a certain part of it. And then episode five and six have had nothing... Uh, canon about it at all so i don't know whether or not they're saying it's bad because i've actually still been enjoying goblin slayer yeah well it's just that i mean i i think that they're going to be waiting to save what's happening or what happened in the last volume in in volume three of the manga because it was epic yeah volume three was freaking awesome it was so so it was arguably the best so it uh, was awesome no hyperbole there. Maybe they're just realizing the marketability of this, so they're like, all right, start throwing filler in here now because it's going to sell. Probably. I mean, because it's... Yeah, I that's actually a really Remember, good I showed you the Crunchyroll map. Well, what's the most uh, popular anime in each state? Oh, it's all Goblin Slayer. So that, and so that, that was, like, because every season they do that map, and it's for every state what's happening. Literally every single one is Goblin Slayer. So it's just all, just a big picture Goblin Slayer across America. <laughs> that, uh, I think that's because everything else this season kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah, there's really no competition. It's like saying the Golden State Warriors just won again. <laughs> no, 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 no. There we go. <laughs> no, no, no. There are, there are a couple of shows that I think are really good, too. 
Did, did any of you do my homework and watch that other show I was talking about last time? Yeah, the... Uh, oh, Beelzebub? Beelzebub one? Yes. No, I, t- I haven't watched anime for three weeks. I did. <laughs> I watched successfully 11 minutes of that first episode and said, Yeah, I get it. And then I stopped. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough, but... I- you didn't get to the second episode because that's the set. That's when the best character shows up. Well, I mean, so you had just mentioned it earlier when we were having the fruits basket discussion about my problem with shojo, and this is this epitomizes everything about shojo. That want to know something ironic? It's act. It's it's demographic is shonen. It's actually labeled as a shonen series. Is it? Because I thought it yes. was labeled as a shoujo, because it's very clearly shoujo. No, in Wiki, according to Wikipedia, it's labeled as a shonen. Wikipedia? <laughs> the the website that anybody can edit? I So, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. There's just something that, like, you, you'd mentioned earlier that it was like, it had the essence of Oren High School Host Club. Um, but Oren High School Host Club went hard at the fact that it was trying to make fun of the genre that it was. Right. Whereas this one is like, it's a shonen that is making fun of shoujo anime, but it's trying not to hurt its feelings. So, <laughs> I just think it's funny that Satan is this ditzy blonde girl. Yeah, which it didn't capture me. Uh, Beelzebub is not that interesting of a character. Well, that's because you only watched the first 11 minutes of it. You got to keep on watching. You got, I mean, the whole purpose of a show is to, is to really grab your audience in the first episode. That's how it works. That's how, that's how Breaking Bad got so popular. That's how Goblin okay. Slayer worked. Like, like that's, uh, and, and granted, well, yes, I'm supposed to give three episodes to everything. Yeah, there is a three episode, but granted, that's what, uh, Zombieland Saga did. That's what Zombieland Saga did. Zombieland Saga grabbed me on the first episode. And I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. And then I watched the rest of it. And I was, I was like, like oh, I feel sick. No. <laughs> Come on, it's still good. I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't caught up with it, so I don't I know did. yet. But I did. All right. It's... Well, um, I know we're getting a little bit far ahead of ourselves, but when we were at AAC at the bar, I was chatting it up with one of the uh, guys. Um, do you guys remember what their names were? Because they said their names at the um, when they did one of the uh, the James. Ninja Warrior, James and. Yeah, one of them was like Jake James or James Jake or James something. Jake okay. James. And we were like chatting it up about Rascal Does Not Dream About Bunny Girl Senpai. And how amazing like the writing on that show is. Yeah. Evan was chatting with them about that. <laughs> yeah, I was. That's, yeah, I, I haven't... I, I've, I've only watched the first episode of that. Because I thought the first episode was very interesting. But... I, there wasn't anything in my own mind that was just like I really got to check out the second episode to that. That was it was kind of like one of those if I have time I'm gonna watch the second episode because Goblin Slayer just came out kind of a thing. <laughs> gotcha, know? gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But if you do have time, I would recommend diving into it. And one other show I have to I'm so disappointed in saying this, but watching the Senran Kagura anime just makes me wish that it was just the video game because right. the anime's yeah. been really disappointing. Is is that the one? Uh, that's like the Peach Beach Splash. That was one episode they did of Peach Beach Splash. Well, I guess so, I'm gonna watch that one episode. So many boobies. <laughs> just, yeah, so many uncensored boobies. Honestly, just go on Tumblr and just watch the good parts. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> <that's it. laughs> like I like I feel like like it would be a much better video game. Like if they made like this story arc into a video game, but yes. as an anime, it's just not as exciting. It's called Peach Beach Splash. No, uh. 
Yeah, I I don't know. There, I mean, what are you expecting from Sen- a Senran Kagura anime? I mean, the reason why the game works is because there's gameplay to it, and there's elements yes. that make it fun. For Peach or for the anime, it's like watching the terrible cutscenes that are in the Senran Kagura games. Because even like even though there are, there are cutscenes in Senran Kagura games are fun, those cutscenes are awful. Like you, <laughs> the fact that you have to sit through just those. Like, they make three animations that loop over and over again for every character. And the conversations are just like, oh, my gosh, do people enjoy this? Like, somebody (laughs) wrote this? You know, like, it. it, you just want to, like, okay, I just want to, I just want to cut ninja clothes apart. You know, it's, Senran Kagura is only, I I read it for the article. I don't read it for the articles. I read it for the... (laughs) I messed up, I messed up that joke, but Senran Kagura is is for strictly for the gameplay. Mm. Okay, and I kind of and I do agree with you on that part. Yeah. So I I too also haven't been watching anything, but I can weigh in on the Zombieland Saga um, piece where I I've watched pretty much all the episodes except for the new ones that had just come out, uh, or yeah, just like the most recent new episode I, I haven't watched, and I'm. I'm not thrilled by it anymore. Yeah, the chicken episode was kind of funny, but man, do I just really miss the home run that they hit with that first episode? They should have kept it metal. They should, they have. should, they have, should have kept, kept it the metal. Whole thing metal, and then there wouldn't have been a problem. You know, there's a market for it. They have uh, baby metal. They have uh, metal made. I yeah, think pop, it was the... pop metal is the thing. Yeah. So I, I I think that if they took that if they took that lead from it, then it would have been a unique show. But it's not. It it really isn't. Um, I, I I don't know how they could fix it really, except for maybe uh, the, they left the zombies unintelligent for a little while longer, and maybe every episode one more zombie girl mm. became intelligent. Yeah, like at the end of every episode. Yep. Because then and, it would be enticing to see. Oh, I wonder what their personality is like. Yeah. Or they could have they could have done the genre thing, and each girl had a different genre of music. Yep. That would have made that sense. That would have been cool. That'd... You know, because then the like the biker girl in the second they would episode... have all been able to have the spotlight at some point. Yeah. But instead, they they really jumped the. We're shark. writing your animes for you. <laughs> Listen to us. We know how to write shows. And, and or e- how about this? If one of them's going to get smarter each episode, you can even have the cliffhanger where at the end of one episode, you don't know which one's smarter, and you go into the next episode trying to figure out. Wait a minute, which one should I be watching out for now? Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't like. There's I I think that they could have done the show a multitude of different ways better than the way that they're doing it because it's just not capturing me. It's not grasping. You know my interests or anything except for i mean like and, and even the manager character hasn't been on point in the last couple episodes it's just become kind of dull so i'm really disappointed by that but what can you do all right well well can i show kim how to do a uh, what we're watching segment yeah sure <laughs> all right so I also have not been watching any anime for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I got up to episode like four or five of Goblin Slayer and kind of left off there. So I'm going to pick that back up. Otherwise, uh, Evan just let me borrow. That time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. So I'll be reading that shortly. What? Yeah, that's a manga that came out. Really? Yeah. yeah. That, An is official it... parody. 
Oh. I've I've read the first couple like half chapter of it and they've already made like light of the fact of like, wait, you know, this is like a really popular type of genre right now of that time I got reincarnated as. Maybe I'm maybe I'm in one of those mangas and I'm actually Yamcha right now. And literally, that's the, that's the setup for it. <laughs> I, I guess it's a it's a Dragon Ball fan who actually knows how the story progresses. So I guess he's going to be trying to use his knowledge of the series in order to make Yamcha a little bit make out a little bit better than just you know one off dying by a Cyberman right at the beginning and never being heard from again. So <laughs> if I had to take a guess, and uh, Evan, don't confirm or deny anything if if I guess right because I don't want to spoil it for Derek. But if I had to take a guess, Yamcha was like great in Dragon Ball, right? Like he was he was a he was a good fighter character and everything was great. And then suddenly he gets reincarnated like this guy, this random person gets reincarnated as Yamcha and then he sucks in Dragon Ball Z. Like that would actually be very interesting. Yeah, and so the like, reason that's what happened to Yeah, the him. reason that's why, he why up Yamcha his whole life sucks. and lost Bulma. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why Yamcha sucks is because somebody got reincarnated as Yamcha. And so it's not really Yamcha we're watching, it's some guy. Oh, that's that's very sad, though, because that, that reminds me of that Tenchi episode when you find out that um, Sasami isn't, like, really Sasami, and you're just like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> and it, oh, it broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Tenchi Muyo, guys? <laughs> we never got the new OVA series, and I'm very upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it's because they're still working on it. No, the the episodes have been re- have been released. I think they got released at the end of last year. Yeah, something like that. And uh, you can find them on YouTube, or at least you used to be able to. <laughs> the new ones? Yeah, the new ones. Oh, I didn't know that. Somebody steal them and put them up there? I I would assume so. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the season of anime. Anyways, I just like to to get back on track a little bit. What happened? Like we it we we had high hopes for a lot of things when we were like reviewing the beginning. Of the series, of the season, and then we were just kind of like, meh, it's, it's anime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I will admit, I I feel like trash for saying this, but I, like, unironically laughed at a couple of segments in My Sister, My Writer this past week. Ooh. Oh, that's right. That's the anime I have to catch up on. I forgot about that one. <laughs> that's the, the only one I'm watching. Yeah. Like, watching, watching. It's the it's the train wreck anime. It was like, how yeah. bad can this get? Well, see, I haven't even been watching Goblin Slayer because I've been reading Goblin Slayer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so it's just like, well, gob- the Goblin Slayer manga is the actual source material. So why would I need to? Wa- and especially because it's like they also show more in the manga. They don't cut everything out like they do in the anime. So if I just read the manga, then I get to actually see everything plus more. And my sister, my writer, is just such trash. Yeah, it's that's just like oh, I have to watch it. It is like the flagship trash anime that we that is saving this season. And it tried to be ironically <laughs> trash, but it's not ironic at all. It's no, just it's horrible. trash. Yeah. it's just a terrible, terrible show. Which it is just is why we love it. Awful. Yeah, which is why we love it. It's like <laughs> I I don't know. It's yeah. It, it's so it's a mystery as to why this anime. I mean, I think we're the reason why it keeps getting made, which yeah, because we, we like I like I keep saying, Wicked Anime is solely supporting the whole incest anime genre. Yeah, so collectively, <laughs> me, Andrew, and Evan, and all of paying, our fans that we tell to watch this stuff, we're we paying thirty dollars to VRV yeah. collectively a month, and that little kickback 
Ten dollars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, collectively. Collectively. And so collectively. Uh, that little kickback is going to that creator, and those small cents are what their budget is for making the next episode of the show. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, guys, I just opened up the, the paycheck and the balance and somebody gave us 100 yen. Let's make the next episode of My Sister, My Writer. And probably High Guardian Spice, too. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> oh. I'm just picturing there's, like, a door leading to a basement and they open it up and, like, right next to that door there's a bucket that's just entitled Writer Feed <laughs> and someone just takes, like, a scoop of it, whips it down in the basement and goes, keep going, guys, need another one. <laughs> I've, I've worked in the animation industry and that's very... Very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Jimmy just died. It doesn't matter. That means you have to work twice as hard. Here's two scoops of writer feed. <laughs> What's that? We we actually got uh, five thousand yen from this. Awesome. More better feet animation than this one. <laughs> <laughs> Draw an additional costume. Draw a good-looking still image. Make the, make this character's head actually fit proportionally on the character's body. <laughs> Didn't do that. <laughs> there there was a scene in the last episode where like they were the, both the brother and sister were like in a bookstore, and the the scene was so misproportionate to one another. It was it looked like a American middle schooler was trying to draw anime style in a study <laughs> hall. <laughs> like it, it was it like the or a or a weebish otaku in high school. <laughs> I'm gonna put this on my deviant art, yeah. man. People are gonna like it. Deviant art anime. Not even going to rip off the the notebook tabs. Yeah, on that's the right. End. Not even like the whole the whole punches on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I drew it too close to the whole punch. I guess you're gonna see that in the picture. I like too. the frilly things <laughs> on the end. <laughs> that's that's how they make my sister my writer <laughs> <laughs> through through the hiring hiring deviant art. Yeah, well, the the artist uploads all of his notebook paper drawings to DeviantArt. Well, seeing that the American and seeing that the American uh, animation industry hires people straight from Tumblr, it's probably not that far fetched of an idea. <laughs> I do really like the orange shading in the corner, but I think it might be Cheeto dust. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the writer feed is? It's just Cheetos, like smash. It's just Cheetos. Cheetos and Doritos, and uh, you know what it is? It's those munchies. Remember, it has, yeah. it's got like oh, those Cheetos, are so Doritos. good. Yeah, <laughs> they give me mad heartburn though. Munchie mix. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't get worse heartburn in my life than Munchie Mix. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do a good job, they'll throw in some of them old school 3D Doritos in there. What? Where'd you get 3D Doritos? Those are nasty. <laughs> Those are awesome! What? Uh, it's a texture thing. It's a texture thing. This conversation is so dumb. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it just it just culminates. Just like my sister, my writer. It's dumb. This, it culminates the feeling nice of this segue. show. Us going off on this random tangent about Doritos is just like, this is what it's like watching my sister, my writer. <laughs> so everybody I helped. <laughs> so uh, should we talk about some convention hopping that you did? Yes. 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 I, I actually, so, I want to experience AAC through your experience. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. 
Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It got a little weird. <laughs> I don't think you can experience that to the fullest. Oh, that makes me sad that I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we start with the first night? Because that might have been the weirdest. Yes, yeah. let's start with the first night. Okay. Well, when we get there, it's kind of... We don't know really what to expect because with it being smaller, there's really not much going on. And, uh, of course, the very first thing we do is uh, we try to find the uh, the merch booth. And we find... Or the, the merch area. And it turns out there isn't a merch area. There is a merch tent. What? Wait, like <laughs> wait, uh, like a, a, adjacent to the building? Yes. yes. Yeah. Outside. Like attached to the building, lot. had to walk about 40 feet from the building out to the tent. Whoa, so like it, it's like if you want to buy anime stuff it's it's like you have to go to one of those tents where they sell fireworks on the side yeah. of the road during 4th of July. <laughs> yes! yes. It literally looked like this like random flea market or something. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. And it had just snowed. And the tent was all white, too, so it was like some sort of camouflage igloo off to the side. <laughs> just like one bouncer sitting out front of the tent flap, being like, let me see your pass. And, and what am I getting into here? <laughs> what's the speakeasy password? Yeah. Anime titties. I mean, it took... <laughs> the, the downside, the first... Because when we got there on Friday, like, all the booths hadn't been set up yet. So it was kind of, sort of, bare still when we got there. Okay. Yeah, it was very bare the first day. <laughs> there was maybe, like, 12 booths set up at that point. All, which was about half of them. I'll run by yeah. theirs. Uh, that still had all the, um, all the ninja swords, all the weapons, all the katanas. Yeah, that guy was yeah, there. Was awesome. Yeah. Yes. He, he's got nothing else going on. He's going to be there. You know what I did miss, though? Because the root beer guy wasn't there. Yeah, there was no root beer stand, but you could see all the people who have been to conventions past still carrying around their giant metal jugs <laughs> like they were hoping for. It. So that they could steal profit from those people? <laughs> so and that's ironic to me because that root beer thing was an actual like vehicle cart that they brought in and they couldn't bring it to that one because it was outside? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Was... Or just no, no room for it, really. I, I actually, they the... could have parked next to it. It was in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. That <laughs> is true. <laughs> it was a legitimate space for it. <laughs> I will say my biggest uh, disappointment or criticism of the dealer's room is, do you guys remember what my tradition is when I go to conventions? Yes, you pick up your uh, Pokemon badges. I still need badge number five. No. They did not have any badges there. Oh, no. No badges. No, no badges. badges. They did have a collection of rings that all feature different kinds of Pokemon on them. It also came with a chain. So that was cool. You know, maybe I could wear 
you know, one of them around like a chain, something like that. No, it That'd doesn't nice, work you know, that accessory. way, Derek. I know, and then I took out the chain and I held it up. I'm like, this is literally the diameter of my neck. I will choke myself. <laughs> trying to put this on. <laughs> Who is this chain made for? <laughs> it was made for uh, uh, small Asian boys. <laughs> That's what I said. Right, right now, I got my Robert uh, Carradine. Ball right uh, it was made for Robert Carradine. <laughs> you mean oh, David God, Carradine? Yeah. Somebody out there's laughing at that Robert Carradine joke. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there were. The, you know, the downside of AAC this year, it was held at a very smaller area. Instead of Radisson, it was at the Double Tree. But because it was held in a much smaller area, it kind of forced us to go and check out panels that we never would have checked out in the first place if it was held at the Radisson. So, my. Oh, oh I have a we question about that. Kind of, yes. How did we do at the Wicked Anime Hardcore panel? <laughs> Non-existent. Oh, oh bummer. I'm, I'm sad to hear that. You, yeah. There was no hardcore anime this year. Ah, uh, but there was a Wicked Anime fan there. Yes. Okay. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, I could probably talk about that since you just talked all about the Pokemon stuff. Go for it. So Megadaffy Magad- was there, and he surprised us with a bit of a gift. He had the photo that he had taken of us at Anime Boston 2018 uh, hand-drawn by one of the dealers that was at AAC this year. And he made four copies for us. That's awesome. That is <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I I sometimes I wonder what is the meaning of it all, and then <laughs> I get a letter from a fan or I or I think about how it is and and I love my fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta be honest. I was not sure what you what impression you were doing when you started that, but then I immediately yeah. <laughs> was on board in a, in a couple minutes, in a couple sentences. <laughs> it, it basically so just encompasses w- everything that we've been talking about. I know. <laughs> that actually was probably one of my favorite moments of the convention, though. Him coming up to us, be like, "By the way, I've got something for you guys. Can you come here for a second? And then he just gave us these, like, yeah, you know, I had them commissioned, made for you guys. I thought you'd really like this. I'm like, yes, yes, we do. Oh my gosh, this is great. I'm gonna have to find some wall space on my wall. To not oh, I know. Wall. How are you ever gonna fill it? I know. Even features my uh, hat with my badge on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much, Mike. Yes, for your awesome Thank gifts. You, Daffy. Yes, it's super nice of you. We love it. Such a sweetie. Uh, then we went to a couple panels that night. Yeah, tell, yeah, us, about the panels. About... tell us about the panels. Yeah. Yes, do tell. Okay. Uh, so you actually got to participate in one of the panels. Yes, it was... Um, oh, God. What was the name of that one? It was, was the it like, 18 plus like cosplay like, match. Oh, the costume. Like, yeah, was it... Uh, it was like... Was it like Whose Line? Or what was actually... I have it right here. In character competition, 18 plus. In yes. character oh. competition. <laughs> yes. So... We were enjoying ourselves watching this, and then they're like, okay, well, we need people from the audience. So, you know me, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) So, I get to go up there, and one of the characters gets chosen to be a dominatrix. Oh, jeez. Interestingly enough, it's the uh, girl from prison school. Oh, alright, cool. (laughs) And so, on the first night of AAC, I got stepped on with a high heel shoe... (laughs) <laughs> um, I got a lap dance and uh, yeah, prodded a little bit with the whip, but not not actually hit. So you know, nah, no marks to show for that one. But that was an interesting way to start the convention. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that was at and also, that was at one I, in I the afternoon. With, um, 
was with what? Prison school? Well, yeah, prison school. And prison it was school a... and Solomon Modo from Yu-Gi-Oh were the two people that were dancing for me. You got a lap dance from him, yeah. yeah. So I got a Solomon Modo lap dance too. That one wasn't as notable, but he ended up winning the in-character competition. So <laughs> and then we went to the dating game 18 plus show. That was Which was fantastic. That's funny. Yes. Those have usually and been weird. really good. I yeah, those are funny. That I know that, the, uh, um, that our fan Allison the... usually uh, is. No, a part she of those. wasn't. The parent twins weren't there this year. Drag. That was yeah. sad. I would say the MVP for me had to be Barnacle Boy. Yes. No way. Oh, that sounds awesome. It was a great Barnacle Boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, uh, you know, go on and uh, take it back to the marble layer and uh, see what happens. <laughs> and Waluigi. Oh, Waluigi. Waluigi! This was the con of Waluigi. So much Waluigi crud. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> Crowds chanting, whack, 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 whack. <laughs> I don't, that brings me all the way back to Anime Festival Orlando. Man, what year did we go? 2011, 2010? Probably. And there was a Waluigi train going down the halls. And yeah. like, one of, it was. Okay, so it's it's near Thanksgiving. So have you everybody seen that YouTube video where the guy gets out of his car into a turkey farm and like he gobbles outside the tur- turkey farm, and all the turkeys gobble back at him. So it's like, so there's that video going around YouTube. Uh, it's like our Waluigi train where somebody would yell Wah! and every Waluigi in the train would just go. By the, by the way, kind of related to AAC, but unfortunately it wasn't at AAC. We were driving there today to AAC, and I shit you not, there was a car with the license plate, Waluigi. Wow. <laughs> it was an orange Subaru Crosstrek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, New Hampshire fans, hunt it down. Find out who it is for me. <laughs> I'm totally going to look it up tomorrow at work. Check all the tennis courts. Waluigi with a one at the end instead of an I. I remember. (laughs) Check all the parties, all the tennis courts, all the, all sporting events. (laughs) All right. So also on the first night, we got all of our interviews out of the way. Yes. We got to chat with uh, Ian Sinclair, who is space dandy, of course. (laughs) And Weiss. And Weiss. Oh my God. It was so fun to chat with him. And then I had a nice, um... Four-way with uh, Chuck Haber, who is Emperor Pilaf in Dragon Ball, and Sho Tucker in Full Metal Alchemist, the most hated man in all of the Full Metal Alchemist lore. I think we got a really good soundbite from that one, because we mentioned Sho Tucker, and then completely in voice he went, Nina, fetch. (laughs) (laughs) So, hi Victoria, how you doing? And uh, we got the newly engaged couple of J. Michael Tatum and uh, Brandon McInnes, mm-hmm. who, by the way, had a great panel about um, working in Japan, too. Yes, yes. Really? Oh, uh, wow, that sounds interesting. Yeah, that sounds cool. So, before I forget, so we had J. Michael Tatum and Brandon McInnes sat down and getting ready, and all of a sudden someone's knocking on the door, and literally it's Chuck, Chuck Huber, sitting there be like, um... I'm early, but uh, can I come in? <laughs> yeah, you, you want to join in the interview? You want to do it with like, the three of you guys? Everyone's just like, yeah, okay, let's do this. <laughs> wow. So, and of course, I, <laughs> oh, you're going to have to hear, listen to the interview, but we do talk about you know Brandon and Michael Tatum getting engaged in Paris, and <laughs> I wish we could have shot the video version of it because there's Chuck just like, 
sitting there like <laughs> just like pissed that he had never gone to Paris before. <laughs> It's like, well, I've been to Paris, Texas. And then they start going back and forth talking about, like, a uh, what a theater in Paris, Texas. Like, oh, I've actually sang in this theater before. <laughs> yeah, Brandon said that. That's funny. But we wound up doing a variation of Michael Tatum's coin flip, or, you know, what we sometimes do with our interviews. Yep. Yeah. And which was pretty fun. I, we may, I may have to edit one of the questions because yeah. Kim had to make a comment you... that. He was the one that brought up the Holocaust. <laughs> Brandon McGinnis brought up the Holocaust, and the last person you would think. It was one of those like improv games where everyone comes up with the next word of the question. So because they didn't know what question to ask, they just start like forming the question that way. And then there's a little quiet Brandon McGinnis going there saying, Holocaust. Rob's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> If you had to go through the Holocaust and survive, who would you want to be with while it happened? <laughs> and you have to listen to the podcast to, answer, to hear the answer to that question. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's List, awesome. Listeners yeah. are just going to have to go to that episode and find out. That is amazing. Link in the description, children. And then I'm going to hell. <laughs> Sorry, Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And then, of course, WTF, 18+. plus. Oh, yes. We should make a mention that there was an interesting audience member in there. <laughs> can can uh, we not talk yeah, about so it, though? 18... Uh, I thought the rules are that you cannot talk about WTF. Okay, uh... so this won't be um, part of the material of the panel. Okay. But they said that it was 18+, plus, but there was one couple who was very smart. They are like, you didn't say 18 years Plus, so they brought their 18-month-old child oh. to that panel, <laughs> and was literally in like the third row. And at different points, like all the people from the panel start coming up and just talking directly to the baby, and talking as they normally would during the WTF panel. Oh no! <laughs> so that—that's me not mentioning anything from the panel, but that—that that baby was there. Oh was my! A really well-behaved baby too. A very oh, well-behaved yeah. baby. Didn't make a peep the whole time. Mm-hmm. Let me get that baby someday. <laughs> um, so that was uh, day one. Day two, I felt like day two was when things really started to get uh, more alive at another anime convention. Because we went to a great panel about, uh, it was called Anime and Manga for Hungry People. And it dove into like all the great food-based anime and manga that's been released. So, you know, shows like Food Wars, Restaurant to Another World, um... Let's see, uh, Yakitani Japan, and even a bunch of obscure ones that I had never heard of. There's some Toriko in there. Toriko, yep. Um, my criticism was I misunderstood the name of the panel, and I was hungry, and I like anime, so I assumed there was going to be food and anime, not anime about food. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was actually really informative. Yeah. And then there was another uh, in-character cost... Um, costly competition and i have to say i thought that the the all ages one was light years better than the 18 plus one. Oh, that oh the, that's funny i feel like people like 
felt like they needed to make it 18 plus and like there was one kid who basically was just looking for any opportunity to take his clothes off and do a strip tease <laughs> but when it was the all ages one people actually had to be more creative with it and actually do stuff with their characters i feel yeah, yeah that makes sense because i feel like that some people would try too hard to like oh this character's not an 18 plus character but let's make him 18 plus and you have to try too hard but if you just try to be the character as the character in a non in an all ages setting then it's easier or not easier, but it comes up more authentic. So, um, one of the people that was in this competition was actually cosplaying as a hentai character. <laughs> and <laughs> so, they had to make her an all-ages character. And the way that she managed to do so was pretty funny. One, the last bit was that Midoriya from My Hero Academia was showing around the hentai characters um, around, you know, UA Academy. And her quirk was... Being able to make anyone attracted to her was was it that? Yeah, and uh, it was, and she was like, "I oh, so I can just peek under your desk here and go, hello." <laughs> Evan's got a crush. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> but um, in the same room after that, there was um, like the Deadpool hypnosis. Yeah, the Deadpool hypnosis was really interesting. Like, if you guys ever been to an actual, you know, hypnotist, yep. uh, you know, they did work the crowd, you know, had everyone do the relaxation techniques and stuff. And that was Which I gotta say, I've never, this was my first time doing a hypnotist sort of thing, and I love that relaxation exercise that they had us do. It felt so good afterwards. And, of course, it's hosted by Deadpool, so you get the humor <laughs> along with wait, it. Wait, 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 wait a second. You're telling me... That you were at a convention, and Deadpool was there. <laughs> and it's the same Deadpool who's been a hypnotist at the same convention for the past, what, like five years? I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not following. Yeah. So Deadpool <laughs> was at a convention? Yeah. You want to hear something shocking? <laughs> yes, tell me. He was the only Deadpool at the whole convention. What? Actually, yeah, that's yeah, right. You're, right. You're not. Wait, that's legit. You're not talking about. We're talking talk about just like OG Deadpool. We're talking about like there was no Deadpool Ash Ketchum. There was no Deadpool no. Super Saiyan. No. There was no Nurse Deadpool. There was, but the the hypnotist was Deadpool, but he was also wearing an ugly Christmas sweater of Pikachu. <laughs> Some, so something I would. There's like. your little uh, tongue-in-cheek, you know, corny reference there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, while I didn't get picked for it, I helped out in one segment where all, like, the he managed to get everybody to freeze, and I had to reposition a couple of the people on the stage. Mm. And one of them, what he had us do, and we didn't do a good job at it. We were trying to do the Ginyu Squad, or Ginyu Force <laughs> pose. I really wish I could have helped with that one. That, Like you said, that's my expertise. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture Derek yelling from the audience, No! It goes like this! And Deadpool's like, Shut up! You're gonna wake him up! <laughs> I think the one that really impressed me was the when he's doing a snap in the fingers, and the more he's doing it, the more like the people he touched started getting colder and colder. And there was one of them. Uh, San, the one that was cosplaying as Sanji oh, from God. One Piece. He looked like he was in pain! I think he was hamming it up the whole time. Like, sometimes with hypnotists, you can tell when people are just, like, playing along and just making a joke of it, and some people are actually being affected by it. I feel like... A nice a nice comparison, and I won't, you know, mention names out of, you know, if this is 
Okay, so basically one of the people up there actually had Tourette's. Yeah. And at one point he was asking everyone, how are you doing? And she was like, I have serious Tourette's and I haven't had a single tick since you started this. I don't know what's going on right now, but I'm really relaxed. And then the second the hypnotist ended and broke everything out of it, you could actually hear her tick starting. She did like squeaks and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my god, this this hypnotism thing is real. Crap. Oh yeah, yeah it's totally real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like we we've had a hypnotist. Uh, I've seen two hypnotists in my life. One of them, ironically, was at an anime convention. Uh, and some people like I I feel like that hypnotists that actually go on stage are professional enough to know whether or not people are actually in a hypnosis state. Uh, mm. Especially the one, like, we had a hypnotist at our high school when we were graduating for, like, our late night thing. You know, they do that stuff. And uh, there was one guy who could, like, pull people out of their hypnosis right away and just send them back into the audience. It was pretty wild. Um, And our cousin actually got hypnotized uh, by hypnotists on stage. And she said that her experience was that... um, she was in a state where uh, she was aware that everything that was she was being asked of her was happening, but she just felt like everything that the hypnotist asked, she was 100% willing to do with no questions asked. It was weird. I think the funniest part of it might have been when he was doing a snap trying to get people to say chimichanga every time he snapped. And he did it with two people. One of them kept saying chimichanga every time, but then the other girl was literally trying to stifle laughs every time she snapped. Or like, he's like, you're trying to say chimichanga. I know you are. You're holding yourself back. She's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. Like, trying to restrain herself from saying chimichanga as much as she can. <laughs> I think she finally broke there after, like, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, let's see. And So, what did we do after that? After that panel. Oh, uh, let's see. After that panel... Because <clears throat> I know we watched, like, the costume contest. Yeah. But I think there was something in between those two, I want to say. Oh, Mario Party. No, Mario Party was after after that one. Yeah, Mario Party was the last one we did on Saturday night. Yeah, and you got picked for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well just do that. I got to be one of the four contestants in that room, and... Uh, who else do I pick but uh, Waluigi? <laughs> so I have literally an entire like room full of people all chanting wah, wah, wah at me as I proceed to get in dead last place in Mario Party. <laughs> Zero stars. So now are you actually like playing a competitive version of the game Mario Party on a TV screen? Or are you... Yes. Yes, it was the Switch version. Okay. And I got really thrown off of the fact that you can buy more than one star at the same time. Ah. That was kind of depressing because the people in first place had like seven or eight stars. Because <laughs> they just literally bought them all. That's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of stars for Mario Party. Or at least, like, I mean, like, most Mario Party games that I've played, and typically they were still for the N64, you get like four at the end of the game maximum. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the last thing we did that night. And then today, well, on Sunday, it was basically mostly a slow day, just walking around. One, a couple more passes in the dealer's room. Um, I lost at two raffles. You lost at two <laughs> raffles. Drag. Oh, and the one thing we did watch was um, AAC Ninja Warrior. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Um, you had to run across. Basically, the like your high school gym class made an obstacle course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was good, but 
It was also like no music. So it was like oddly quiet the whole time as you're just watching. I should have offered. I have this anime playlist on my iPhone. I should have been like, "Do we like plug this in?" I could have done that. I think I can figure out the soundboard. I kid you not, the sound guy behind us was asleep. He had his hoodie down. It was like (laughs) they always fall asleep. <laughs> I can't imagine that it's going to be a very exciting job. I mean, they do the sound and then they sit there and they watch panels all day. And we know how panelists can be bad. <laughs> Most panelists are bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was basically everything that we did there. So, cosplay. There was a, some pretty good cosplay at this year's event. Yeah. And yes, there was a, there were two Bowsettes. <laughs> yeah. There was a Booette. There was a Chompette. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, let's see. They were really good cosplays for something that's still only just like a month old meme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of memes, good news, people. The trend is dying. There was only one Knuckles. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> only one Ugandan Knuckles. Yeah. Apparently, most of them already found a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he did too. He had the way. Oh, right. The way protein. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I'd say most popular cosplay had to be My Hero Academia this year. Of course. There was a huge variety. There was even a group who did the um, the outro credit scenes for My Hero Academia where they're all in, like, kind of fantasy medieval garb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually pulled that off. Uh, let's see. So they got Froppy, Deku, uh, Urara, Uraka, and, oh, my God, Acid Girl. I can never... Pinky. Ugh. <laughs> I keep forgetting her name, but Pinky. Yeah. Nerf. <laughs> uh, there was a great Mount Lady. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Aizawa, complete with the sleeping bag, who was just kind of sitting outside smoking a cigarette, and it looked very Aizawa-esque. <laughs> <laughs> and Taru was there too, but she didn't make the picture. I'm sure. <laughs> That's a really uh... in-depth joke for you, my hero academia, like fair weather fans. She's the invisible girl. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Bunch of good All Might. Oh, the uh, the someone caught uh, four people cosplayed as the Cat Girl like squad. Oh in yeah. Season three. Mighty Mighty Pussycats or something like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Complete with the male member with the midriff showing showing shirt that actually came out freaking perfect. Mm-hmm. He literally had to build for or two where he's like a foot and a half taller than all the rest of them still sitting there doing the pose. Oh my gosh. Let's uh, see, we, we saw a couple of red blood cells from cells at work. We saw one white blood cell. Wow. See, that's a great cosplay because you don't have to be a specific character. You just have to wear the co- uh, the outfit. Yeah. She wasn't carrying anything, though, so she wasn't really doing her job. I wouldn't want to be carrying anything either an entire con. It's bad enough you have to buy swag and carry it around. <laughs> um, oh, there was a great toga that even came complete with the whole, uh, I'm just going to call it the suck suck device. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make a suck joke to her. I was a good boy. <laughs> was she over 18? <laughs> I don't know, therefore I did not make a suck joke. <laughs> Oof. Let's see, uh female pennywise looking creepy as hell. Um uh, yeah, were there any other standouts for you, Evan? No, those were actually the really good ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a good Aerith, too, complete with a flower basket. <laughs> and sword. It was really sad. <laughs> no, Sephiroth was not there. <laughs> yeah, Sephiroth doesn't have to be there. Just a sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kim, 
This was your very first anime convention. It was. Really? Oh. It was my very first, yes. It was an experience. I can imagine, especially because <laughs> it's so tiny and homey. Right, yeah. It was it was interesting, that's all I can say. <laughs> I had fun. I was in good company. Good. Really good company. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. What were your favorite parts? My favorite parts? <laughs> Watching you get dominated. <laughs> <laughs> That was number one. <laughs> I really like that dating game. And then um, I like the interviews. That was really fun, too. The interviews were a yeah, blast. I like that. Everyone was a lot of fun and... Very nice. Hilarious. They were just messed up and hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you got your taste because we are totally bringing you to Anime Boston this oh, next what? year. Yeah, it's going to be a different beast, mm-hmm. let me tell you. <laughs> Completely. Uh, probably about a thousand times this different beast. <laughs> the way I went to my first convention two years ago at AAC was because Kim was supposed to go and she couldn't last minute. So I took her pass. I met you guys. The rest is history there. Yeah, that Dang. is true. I, the fact that you just said that kind of blew my mind. <laughs> like, how would Wicked Anime be right now if Kim never went to AAC? <laughs> if Kim did go to AAC, if I rather, did go last year. That is astonishing right there. <laughs> But all in all, despite the small size, I actually think I had the most fun at this year's AAC. Especially with like, because, you know, most of the time we go to AAC, we're mostly just moving around the big Radisson Hotel, just wandering about. And this gave us a chance, to kind of forced us to go to panels, and the panels wound up being really good. That's uh, See, that's interesting to me because there are so few panel rooms that I imagine they had to really be selective about yeah. what they were. Yeah, how many? Uh, five? There's main yeah, room, five. the hunt, uh, amphitheater, amphitheater and then the two Trafalgar rooms. Yeah. To the two Trafalgar rooms. There were five rooms they had wow. to work with. Yeah. So they had and to really be to selective the about the content. Yeah. And if you went to the amphitheater, it literally just smelled like the pool that was right next door. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the YMCA there. It was great. <laughs> But uh, so, but Evan, uh, back to your original uh, statement. It, it was it was your favorite AAC. Is that what you were saying? I will say probably yes because I felt I I will say it started out really slow on Friday, and it really didn't. I felt like it wasn't until we went to like that. We went to the character. Um, the in-character the, the in-character competition when it started to get really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I feel like because it was a lot smaller, there were probably less people doing the full weekend pass and more people just kind of cherry-picking, like, I want to go Saturday. So that mm-hmm. first night, there really wasn't that many people aside from the diehard Tatum fans who wanted to go to WTF. Mm. Yeah, so that's interesting because uh, I know that they were limiting tickets. Did they have a cutoff or did they have a place where you could... A thousand. A thousand was the cutoff. Dang. In fact, in fact, there is a pin that is that you get when you pick up your bags that says "I am one in one thousand. Yeah. So, but so the question is, did they sell out of passes on any of the days? Good question. I don't know. I don't. I, I would say probably not. Yeah. Were there registration? Were there places where you could pick up badges the entire time? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, did they not fill the a thousand? That. Would... Yeah, probably because of... But, that's, but you know what? It's better that it was like that than to be overcrowded because it was a very small hotel. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
and we were like seeing a lot of the same people at the different panels too so it was kind of cool was, like, we were getting to, getting to know them it was a lot of fun yeah <laughs> forming your your posse that's cool. basically that's kind of that kind of sounds like that first time that andrew and i ever went to a convention as wicked anime we we weren't even going there representing ourselves we were representing the comic shop and we did interviews there and it was uh a, a, another what was it no uh, florida anime florida experience. anime experience that's right and the, the entire convention was a hallway and six rooms it was six rooms <laughs> like not even like we're talking we're including the game room and artist alley and like and the... so it's kind of like what we dealt with this year because that was that's legit what we had it was five rooms and an artist alley yeah. but was it only in one hallway yes yeah. well um, um except for the amphitheater you had to take the elevator down mm-hmm. huh nice yeah so that that was that was kind of like the birth spot of of wicked anime altogether mm-hmm. so yeah those little conventions can be fun. Remember how much time we spent in the game room when we went into a, a fighting game tournament for a Neo Geo? Or, no, what was that? What was it called? Uh, variable, variable Geo. Geo. Variable, variable Geo 2. And Variable Geo 2 is still one of my favorite fighting games that I ever found. And I went to Japan to find it. And I found it. And it was $300. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So. so apparently it says sought out as me as seeking it out. Yeah, as me <laughs> seeking it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went all, went all the way to Japan to find that, and I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Swag? Swag. Not too much swag. I did buy... So, you know, as people know, I do have a niece. And last year, before she was even born, I had bought her a little plushie of Cardcaptor Sakura in one of her outfits. Well, this year, I had found someone who was selling the character Mei Lin, the, the Chinese girl that is supposedly... Um, is supposed to be like dating Charlene Lee, but you know Charlene Lee gets kind of stolen uh, by Cardcaptor Sakura by by accident. But they still are become very very good friends. So I bought a little plushie of of um, of Mei Lin in her Chinese garb to give to my little niece. Nice. And I got a um, misty a mystery box of uh, I thought it was a keychain, but it turned out to be a phone strap for New Game. And I wound up getting, I forget her name, but she was one of the s- second season people with the with the pink hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was the character that I had. And um, I wound up buying a keychain from the woman who um, did the portrait of all of us from Megadaffy. And it's a keychain of the character of Shante, the half-genie hero. I also got some keychains from her, too. <laughs> I got a... Uh... Little Chibi Froppy, little Chibi Gur, and Chibi Maze Hughes, complete holding his pictures of his daughter. <laughs> uh, let's see, I was very pissed that there were no Pokemon badges, so I decided to get a collection of Pokemon rings, which also came with a chain. I mentioned that one. Uh... Well, what's the big one that you're going to be using for a future convention? Yes, this that. Well, well, first I also got a Master Roshi pop figurine because he's thrown up both peace signs, and I love Master Roshi so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I might be working on something for Anime Boston, so I may or may not have gotten a UA jumpsuit. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Nice. Woo. But uh, my only hint is 
you'll want to get that one on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Mum's the word. Mum's the word. And I know, Kim, I know you bought a couple things too. I did. I got one of those um, Pokemon candy food, uh, what is it, keychains? Like yeah. A, okay. And then what else did I get? <laughs> I don't even know what I bought. Oh, I got it's the headband. It's in your glove box. <laughs> yeah. The leaf village. The the village hidden in the leaf. The I got headband. the headband. Yeah. <laughs> she got a Naruto. I got a Naruto <laughs> headband. <laughs> like a cool kid. And it was, uh, what was the third thing? The crocheted. Oh, the crocheted fox for my wife. I think that's... Oh, and then the Pokemon ball. Oh, yeah, and you got me a crocheted little Pokeball, too. Because I felt bad that you didn't win the basket. <laughs> <laughs> so, in that basket that I tried to get, it actually had a set of the Johto gym badges. And I put, like, put almost 30 tickets in there all together, just because I'm like, this is my only chance to get a badge at this convention, please. And I was, like, five tickets off from the winning ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and you should make a note of the... The, the guy who wound up drawing it because he was picking up random people. Oh my! I should have known I was I wasn't gonna win because yeah, he picked random people who didn't have tickets to do the drawing, and the guy he picked for the Pokemon basket was an individual who we saw two days prior literally falling asleep with his martini in his hand at the bar at that the was hotel him? bar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That that was him. Yeah. <laughs> Unreliable. <laughs> Like, no, they're giving it to him. All right, I lost. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, the person who played the dominatrix from prison school and Belle because she unfortunately had to wind up sitting next to him at that bar. Oh my God, yes. The whole time I'm miming to her, I'm like, I- is he asleep? Like doing like, you know, little sleeping mimes. Like, she's like, yeah. So she's like trying to wake him up. Okay, I'm going to leave now. Bye. And I'm like hinting to the waitress. Like, I think your sleeping friend is hurting your business right now. <laughs> Well, yeah, that I think that was the only disruptive con goer we even saw the whole time. Yeah, Everyone everybody was very, else was great. Yeah, it was a kind of you know very low key, but almost like a high school kind of college scenario. <laughs> Felt like we were all <laughs> just kind of going to classes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so all in all, this year, despite it being in a smaller venue, I had a blast at this year's another anime convention. And you look forward to seeing if it's going to move back to the Radisson next year. And I feel like now we know what sort of panels that they actually show off that are actually good. I think we're going to be a lot more, you know, open to be checking out what everybody has to offer. Yeah. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. And unfortunately, the points off come from the venue that it got put in. Yeah. They, so Everyone who worked on the convention did their best. Everything was great with the panels and everything. It was just really unfortunate where they had to have it so you gave it a six out of ten is that still a positive yeah, you know that's no. still passing i'll give it a seven i'm, I'm glad that aac okay. popped my anime all right you know what charity. okay so I, okay i can i can go with seven <laughs> seven's good i just need to at least take some points <laughs> off uh, and, I was, and have it I noted w- that it's of no fault of the people organizing and i'll give it an eight i'll, I'll give it an eight I'll, i will still <laughs> take the points off for it to not be like because of it being in a smaller area but I felt like what they were able to showcase at this convention, they still managed to make it a lot of fun. Nice. Good. I'm glad. I really am. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap this up then. Time to uh, go on to some shameless... I don't think we have any fan service. I mean, except we, for... We except did, Meg- I think Megadaphne. we did get an email, but... Did we? 
Did we get one from Scott? I mean, hey, I can check. Uh, oh, you know what? Somebody did send us something about this season of anime. Oh. You're you're right. We did get an email. Yes, from Wicked Fan Scott. And Scott says, since the next episode is going to be the f- uh, first impressions of the fall show, here are the three anime that I've watched. JoJo is JoJo. Not much to say. Yeah, that's what you said too, right? Except it's gay. Yes, but it's very gay. It's very much more gay than the last seasons have been. Uh, reincarnated as a slime is the best show. Is the best isekai I have watched so far. Lots of cuteness too. So I still. Have, so yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, that's another one that I want to catch up on. So I have. Uh, I have my sister, my writer, that I have to watch because it's important. And then I have. And then I have reincarnated as a slime because it's an isekai, and I hate those. Uh, but it's an excellent isekai. Yeah. Uh, and then Zombieland Saga, uh, it is an idol show. Yeah, that's where the, the idols are zombies. Yeah. yeah, and so the second episode, first scream metal, and then rap. And then he said, "Is likely a wiki winner. Definitely a recommendation for Evan." And which is, I, I so this email is a lot older than we expected. Then, um, but it's funny that Evan is at this point is still on board with Zombieland Saga, and we're kind of like. Eh, and I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna be nominating it for any awards, I but might. it is still a very fun show. I can think of a category that we could that we could nominate most disappointing. Most disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, the wikis are coming up soon. Oh, like really, like soon. two or uh, two episodes from now or so. Uh, Maybe even two closer. or three. I think my thank you might be three episodes. You said episodes. December thirtieth. December thirtieth is when we're recording. Is when we're recording or when we're releasing it. No, no, December 30th is when we're recording it. Okay. Because then we have one more normal episode with when we record on December 2nd. 16th is probably going to be the Christmas episode or post-Christmas show. Ah, uh, yeah. And then the 30th will be the, the wiki show. And I don't know if we should reveal to our audience that we're going to try to live stream it in some fashion. We're going to try. I don't know what our success rate of that is going to be. We're going to put that one on, on as a maybe, maybe if we can have Maybe if we can have a Discord channel up by then, we can do it on Discord <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> let's, let's say this, though. If that's the case, then we should advertise that everybody should be starting to write us on Twitter. Tweet at us, at Yo Wicked Anime, and oh. give us your hashtag Christmas demands yes. for this year. We, demand, yes. we hashtag demand your Christmas demands. Yep. So that's uh, at Yo Wicked Anime, hashtag Christmas demands. And we'll read them on the show. We want you, you to demand what you want out of anime that is, in the coming year. That is the, that is the tradition over here at Wicked Anime. Your Christmas Started demands. by Dylan not too long ago when he just... Said, randomly said Christmas demands in yeah, one episode. Christmas so. demands. And then somebody tweeted, I forget who, but somebody tweeted at us, <laughs> Christmas demands, and it's been a thing every year since. Uh, one of you guys should demand that we have KFC again this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to really have to figure that out. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out somehow. Yeah, yeah. They have chicken and waffles now at KFC. They, they do. do. They do. Ooh. Something that's going to make me poop faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you guys want to join in on our conversation about whatever the hell we were talking about this episode. KFC makes you poop? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys can email us over at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime where we post news and updates and you can message us and you can comment and you can do whatever the hell you want that we do on Facebook. You can also find our podcast over at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime if you're not already listening to it on Anywhere else you can find your podcast, such as Google or Stitcher or Podchasers or wherever or Acast, 
you know, all these different places where you can find the Wicked Anime Podcast. Uh, you can also find our videos for Wicked Anime over at youtube.com slash Wicked Anime Reviews. And, of course, we're on all your favorite social medias, such as Tumblr and Twitter. You can tweet at us at YoWickedAnime, hashtag Christmas Demands. And uh, I think that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. All right, Evan? Alright, so for the recent news, reviews, podcasts, episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and on the J-pop video games and anime amino pages at kingbaby.esh. And on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bash Brigade and on Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashed Rook. And please be sure to check out all of our Another Anime Convention coverage. We will have those two interviews and we're going to have a fantastic display of all the cool cosplay we saw uh, thanks to all the great pictures taken by Elite Four Derek. <laughs> nice. Thank you to the Google Pixel XL2. <laughs> yeah, which wound up being much better quality than the camera that I've had for the past couple of years. That's awesome. Alright, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Elite Four Derek. Uh, otherwise, if you guys are uh, bringing your horses around Lemoyne County, you can probably see me in jail because I will be in Red Dead Redemption Land for the next couple months, especially with online coming out. Yeah. Um, aside from that, you can probably just see me getting dominated in a basement somewhere, apparently. So, that's, where, that's where this whole episode's going now. Get down there right now, Derek. Very cool. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mistress. Very, very cool. Uh, and of course, if you guys want to join me over at my art channel, I am currently open for commissions. And if you want to go find me on Facebook at AFLM Art, you can do that. And you can also follow me on Instagram at AFLM underscore art as well. And uh, open for commissions, ready and waiting for you to come and give me your ideas and just give me a follow and a like on those pages. And I guess that's it. That's all we have for you on this episode of Wicked Anime. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining us on, as our very special guest on this episode of Wicked Anime. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time at your first anime convention. Woo, me too. And uh, we will be chatting up with you guys on the next episode of Wicked Anime. Yeah. And now I guess it's time to sign off the only way we know how. K-Bye! 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 No, that's the flame on fire. in florida our show ended with we there were like six of us in a room and it was it we we all did our sign off k bye and then like it was dead silent for a minute and then is that really how you guys end your show yeah that was really <laughs> awkward and that's how we're recording ended for like episode five of the wicked anime podcast yep <laughs> that was Actually, it was episode three that never got released. No, that was... We had Kent Ward on there a couple times, but that yeah. was the first one that actually got released. Yeah, because we were talking about Manime, mm -hmm. and we read from Maddox's book. 
Oh, we did? <laughs> the ABCs of manliness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. So many throwbacks this episode. Wow. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.